listening. This is Sabrina Marie, host of the Building Abundance Success Series. Our primetime mastermind that promotes empowered, focused, decisive action and inspired outcome. Our spotlight is on expanding your brand. And back by popular demand is celebrity landscaper Ahmed Hassan. I was able through my travels to run into Ahmed, actually meet him at a home and garden show. And you could tell from the passion and energy of his fans in that room why he is a popular television show host. He is just so engaging and just so funny and very educational. You've seen Ahmed on HGTV as television host, DIY, Blog Cabin, and Dirt On. And I've been getting so many questions over the last year. Where's Ahmed? Where's Ahmed? Where's Ahmed? Well, you can find him on Facebook as well as his website, AhmedHassan.com. But wouldn't you like to find out from Ahmed himself? Well, we're coming right at you right now. Let me, let me go on and give you the update. The update is, uh, in 2013, beginning of 2013, I no longer have any obligation to any network. Um, I've seen you on the show, though. Well, you're seeing me on the show because you're seeing reruns. And the the beauty of it, (laughs) the beauty of it is that most people, when they get their shows pulled from them, my show was pulled from me. I was out. They said, you know what, we're not going to shoot with you anymore. This is what it is. I was out. Luckily, I was able to get paid a little bit of money because uh, I had signed for two more seasons. And they, they, they changed their mind. Cause you know, there was, there was a lot of stuff going back and forth and, and, and I wasn't happy ultimately. And instead of them saying, well, what can we do to make Ahmed happy? Ahmed was simply out. I'm the odd man out. So, um, they said they would go on without me. And I thought, really? Hmm, that'll be interesting. I don't know what show it'll be, but y'all go on and do what you do. You know, good luck with that. And, uh, I was butthurt for a little while, as proud as I was, and, you know, stuck to my guns of, I'm going to be real, I'm going to be authentic, and this is reality TV, and so I'm going to keep it real. I don't get royalties for this. I get paid once. I'm going to make sure I get paid well, and I maintain a certain integrity, and or if you would, maintain a certain level of ego that I feel is necessary in order for me to stand up and be a professional. Um, I kept that intact. And yet I was an out of, I was an uh, uh, unemployed TV host is what I've been. And I had to go all of 2012 as an unemployed TV host <laughs> sitting in the sidelines. Couldn't work for anyone else. Couldn't talk with anyone else about anything. Couldn't do anything because I was still owned in exclusivity because I had a beginner contract. Because when I signed my first TV contract, I was totally green to the industry. I didn't know any better. And I felt like I couldn't ask for anything more. I had to pay my dues. So whatever they offered me, I pretty much said, okay, sounds great. My entire career, all I did was work, get better at doing business, making money, and building this career. And I got, I got good at it. And I, I got, I got good at it pretty, pretty fast. And because I'm really a contractor in real life, I never had a hard time talking about money and my value. And some people looked at that and they were like, yeah, you need to have an agent repping you. You can't talk to these networks. You can't do this. I'm like, if I get paid from the network, I can talk to the source that pays me. That's what I do in the real world. I talk to my homeowners. They're paying me directly. I go to the boss. 
I don't deal with the little people. I need to talk with the shot caller. Either tell me yes or shut me down, but don't send me to somebody else. Mm -hmm. Let me just go straight to the top. And so I had this mentality, which is different for Hollywood, if you would. And none of the work I was really doing was in Hollywood, but it's television. So we, we just term it Hollywood, right? So I was already different in that, and I had a different energy, I had a different excitement about me, I had a different appeal, and a lot of that is what worked, and why it worked so well with television, because I had this different bravado, this different uh, dynamic sense of who I was as a person and a host, and I knew that, but when you're unemployed, your self-esteem just kind of like really drops, you know? <laughs> you can be proud when you're making money, but as soon as you ain't making money, and you're trying to figure things out, and you're wondering, how are you going to do this? How are you going to, what are you going to do? I can't go get a job at Home Depot now. Me? People be like, what the hell? That's a guy on TV. I, I couldn't even, I couldn't even go, I couldn't even lean on the tools that I had leaned on all this other time. I couldn't just go out and get a job for a landscape company, because I'm too much of a control freak. I'm too much of a freaking entrepreneur, too much of a creative. And the perception that others had of me was that I was bigger. So I had to ask myself, do I agree with their perception of me? And what parts of it do I agree with? And a lot of my healing, a lot of my counseling, a lot of my therapy was traveling around the country, doing personal appearances and home shows where people would come out in droves. 350 people show up on a Saturday to see me. Mm-hmm. And stand in line for three hours, get my autograph, and tell me, oh, my God, you're so wonderful. Really? That was my counseling. The network didn't know that. They don't, they don't get this side. It's the personal appearance side. TV executives don't, don't, because it's not what they do. Um, but we're in a social climate. We're in a social climate, and Absolutely. that's why cultural creatives get it. You know, it, it, it's um, when you went off the air, people looked and said, okay, we know what's going on. That's how times are changing. And they were like, you know, it was like, it was like activists. You know, all of a sudden I'm like, wow, there's a petition? Mm-hmm. Got how many signatures in a week? Really? Like four or five grand? Mm-hmm. Really? That many people signed the thing? And so... What I started doing was I started looking at it, and, I'm, and, I, and, I, and I had to, it was a choice. I said, you can either believe it and give thanks for it, or you can say, no, that's not me, and you can not identify with it. It's the same thing where people, people have a hard time sometimes taking compliments, mm-hmm. accepting that they're beautiful, accepting that they're talented. They're like, oh, no, I didn't do this. Well, it should have been like that. And people downplay themselves all the time. I see it. I listen to it. I watch it daily in front of me. People don't know how to just say, thank you. Wow. Yeah, I do look nice today, don't I? Yeah, my kids are gorgeous, aren't they? Yeah, I am talented. Yeah, I did create that. I do actually know how to do something. So what I did was kind of the opposite of that. I seek out people's approval. I, I've done it all my life, you know. been a people pleaser all my life. That's what happens when you hear me say that my name is Ahmed Hassan and Ahmed means the praiseworthy one. And that name in itself programmed me from a very early age and on some levels gave me a hell of a lot of, of weight on my shoulders. But it was also something that I, I learned to, I lived up to my name. 
because I thought that was my duty as a person. If if your parents name you, if they call you the praiseworthy one, hey, one worthy of praise, then my duty in life was to live up to that. And so that's how I've always carried myself. And when I started traveling the country, an unemployed TV host that nobody knows is unemployed because the network never put it out there like that, I got so much love, so much adoration, so much, so many compliments. My social media, my personal appearances, and the connections that I make with people and the responses that I get from people are still just like, oh, my God, you know, like I'm a rock star or something. I guess how they treat me. Like, I had to get comfortable with realizing, like, okay, I'm a celebrity. I am celebrated. <laughs> and you got to be okay with it. And I, and I just simply said yes to it. I started saying, I am worthy. I, I did do this. I, what I do you want to do that. with it? What do you want to do with and, it? And I accepted it. So once I accepted it, then it, it helped me to raise my own self-esteem. Because when, you're, when you get love and you feel full, and, mm-hmm. and, and when your self-esteem is high, then you're uh-huh. operating at this optimal level. So what I started doing was I started dreaming. What do I, what do I want to do next? Mm-hmm. You know, do I want to run just my landscaping business? I did that for this last year. I came up with this fabulous dream. I did it. I was running my business. I was training these guys. I had a couple guys come from other states to come work with me and apprentice under me. And I had fun. I ran my business. You know, uh, my wife and I, we, we mended our relationship and we're back together. And I had all this time to do all this stuff. And it was great. I just wasn't making money, really. Mm-hmm. And and then I, I said, you know, it started dawning on me as I was getting close to my exclusivity finally expiring last year in 2012. I said, Ahmed, my conscience said, Ahmed, if you want to do TV, you have to focus on TV. Anything you focus on is going to grow and expand, and you can expect to get more of it. If you continue to work and do landscaping in people's backyards, what you can expect later is more work. And, and, and working for folks and being in their backyard. I, I started thinking, like, what do I want to do? You know, I was running the, I was running the landscaping business, and it was fun. I couldn't do anything else, really. I couldn't go work for anyone. I couldn't do anything really in the limelight. I was booking home shows. But I was like, well, I'll, I'll do what the obvious is. I'll do landscaping. And I still love landscaping. I was a little butthurt about it because I like doing landscaping in front of cameras now but and making more money. But I was like, I'll do this. So I did it, and it was fun, and it wasn't, and it was a lot of work. And it wasn't the kind of money that I became accustomed to. And I, I, I really just feel like if I'm stuck in one person's backyard and there's no cameras, I'm missing the boat. I am not living up to my potential. I have way too much to offer. I'm offering education and knowledge and all of this stuff to my clients and to the guys who are working for me. But I said, if I can do this on a larger level, I'll make so much more money. It'll be so much more fun. I'll feed that spiritual side of myself that is needing and wanting that. And so I thought, you've got to stop doing the landscaping on there. You've got to stop it. You've got to do what you want to do and grow this into something else so that you can have something else to look forward to later. And I didn't really know how to do it. But I started dreaming about, you know, I'm going to run my own production. I want to do these videos. Maybe we can do some web and promotional videos for some sponsors. And I can finally start working with these sponsors because I'm out of exclusivity and I can work for whoever I want. I'm like a free agent. So I started making phone calls. Every one that I've talked to, every company, every entity, every organization that I've talked to has came back with a yes. Awesome. Every one of them. So I, I got so much work right now in front of me. <laughs> and I'm still, you know, in my landscaping business, didn't it didn't shrivel up and run away. And people would call me and I'm like, well, you know, I'm kind of changing things up. But 
I, I really just started getting clear on what is it that I want to do. Just do that. If I'm if I'm not inspired, if it doesn't excite me to get up at five thirty in the morning and do it, don't even bother with it. Only do what I'm inspired to do. So right now I'm doing a little bit of everything. I'm running my my landscaping business as a consultant and a project manager. I get paid to talk. I get paid to educate. I get paid to get clarity with my clients and with other contractors. And then I sub out all the work to the contractors and I still make money off the top. I'm like, that's how I want to run business. I don't want to be taking care of, does the van have gas in it? Is the pick sharpened? Does the blade get sharpened on the mower? more <laughs> bag? That's the mundane stuff. I've done that stuff for years. I'm like, I need to evolve. This has to get to the next level. Mm-hmm. So that's what I'm doing with my landscaping business. When you called me earlier, I just signed a contract for a $30,000 project. And um, I'm not doing any other work. I'm managing it. <laughs> but it's my contract. It's my name on it because I'll be the one overseeing it and making sure that things are done the right way. I still get to be in control, and I'm definitely a control freak. Um, well, that's a good thing. AKA, I'm an entrepreneur. Because <laughs> if you're an entrepreneur, you you have to be a control freak by nature. They're one and the same, you know? I remember you telling us, um, you know, about your upbringing and about some of the lessons that you learned through your early or I should say mid-teens, late-teens, et cetera. And I think that would really resonate uh, to hear a little bit about that uh, with our audience uh, worldwide. I think that they would uh, really appreciate that. I got, I got one-liners that I, can, that I can give you and then expand on. So the one is, the one that if you just caught it or not, because you're recording this so you can go back and deal with it, right? Mm-hmm. The one is, don't do anything that doesn't inspire you. You get to live once. You get to live one freaking life. If it's not inspiring, if it's not dynamic, if you can't live the life of your dreams and dream up the life that you want and make it a reality, why are you here? Mm-hmm. <laughs> if you can't even have that much control over your one measly life, now maybe you can't control everybody else, of course. That's, that's complicated, different. But at least your own life. I live the life of my dreams. And I dream up the life of my imagination and of my inspiration, and that's all I do. If it doesn't inspire you, if you don't want to get up at 5.30 in the morning, don't do it. And that whole idea of fake it till you make it and make sure that you make it, I've been doing that for a long time, and I still do it. It's the same way. I still do everything. Today, we just bought off on some insurance so we can do production because tomorrow I'm doing a production shoot. Like, I'm the owner of the production company, and we're going to do a, a web video shoot for a brand who I'm working with this year and I partner with, so I get to make, you know, $15,000 with them this year to do some simple little social media blast and to do a little bit of promotion for them. And I actually paid for this production because I wanted it to be at a higher caliber. And I said, let's just do it. I pulled together a team, got producer, I've got audio, I've got a grip, I've got the folks who I need. We're all teammates in it. We we communicate, we talk about it, how we're going to do it, we figure it all out, make it happen. Do I know how to do it? No. But I've seen it done before, and I'm just kind of faking it. Fake it till you make it. I'm just like, just do it. Got to have insurance. Go get the insurance. Got to have all these people. Call them all up. Got to send out a call sheet. So I'm having my wife send out a call sheet tonight. We need to have all their names and numbers. We're going to provide breakfast for them in the morning. My boy's going to buy us all lunch. At lunchtime, we're going to get permission from the homeowners. We're going to come up with an outline of what we're going to shoot. Fake it. Because if you have any idea of how to do it, just do what you know. And that'll be step number one. And then you just keep on faking every other step. It's the same way I learned how to be a parent. You just do it. Same way I learned how to be a business owner. Fake it. Act as if. 
look the part, play the part, put on your costume or your outfit, or whatever you think your character is supposed to look like, just sort of step into that. And an- another thing that, that I've been really sort of resonating with for the last several months, if not the last couple of years, is there's this quality that I noticed with my grandmother and other elders as I was growing up. My dad definitely had it, but I definitely saw it with, with grandparents and with aunts and uncles and people who were older. And what I noticed was when they get older, they get ornery. And that's what we call it. We sort of term it, hey, they ornery, right? You can't tell them nothing. They just do what the hell they want to do. Mm-hmm. Why shouldn't we all do what the hell we want to do? Why wouldn't? Why shouldn't we all just be a little audacious and say, you know what? In my life, I'm the main character, and here's what I want, and that's what I'm doing, because I'm the most important. Because it's my life. That's right. And I have that attitude. I use that attitude. That attitude is what allows me to step into things that I don't know how to do, and to take on these big challenges that are exciting to me that I want to do. But when the little boy in me says. I don't know how to do this, and I'm scared, and what about this, and what about that, and it might not work, and all that stuff. I need that audacious, older part of me to say, just do it. Who cares? <laughs> just You don't have to have it perfect. Just do it. It's better to do it than to do it perfectly. Just do it. Figure it out. Right. <laughs> and I said, if I can learn that at, at 39 and not have to wait until I was 70, Think of all that I could step into because I would be fearless. When when I'm depressed, when I'm not doing the things I want to be doing or I'm doing the things that are inspiring to me and I, or I, I don't want to be involved in it or I'm scared or I'm feeling small and not big like I like to operate, it zaps my energy. It totally zaps me. That's what depression is. I stay 100%. on the opposite spectrum by staying inspired. When you do what you want to do, when you're inspired, you get like this extra boost of energy. We don't even know where it comes from. It's adrenaline. It's inspiration. It's motivation. It's all of the things that are in the realm of ascension. And they give me this energy. I wake up out of bed at 5.30 in the morning, and I'm excited. I'm ready for life. That's where I like to operate. That's where I want to live my life. That's that's where I want to be most often. And that's what energizes me. As a matter of fact, I get get, sometimes I I overdose in it. And it almost becomes anxiety because I got so much good stuff going on. And then there's a part of me that gets a little bit of afraid. And I just have to sort of deal with that part, make sure I'm breathing deeply and drink enough water and take care of myself. But I get excited because it's almost, it's what I call too much good stuff. I say I'd much rather deal with that, though, than deal with the other end of the spectrum. Since you've been on television and you've traveled, I know you've met some wonderful folks. But people who are, uh, I guess, uh, watching you that you did not expect to be watching you. I get it from old people. I get it from young people. I get it from people who I'm like, wait a minute. All we were doing was this landscape makeover, but these people get so much more out of watching me do what I do. They tell me I'm their inspiration. I had a soldier who got blown up twice. Like he got blown up. He went back out to duty. got blown up again. This dude came over to Alabama because he just had to see me while I was in town. Put like, you know, he had like $2 in his gas tank. Had no way of knowing how the hell he was going to get back home. He had to see me because he said, I was the inspiration his entire medical journey after he had, you know, 
got hurt when he was out there in war. He said, I was the thing that kept him going. It's just my attitude and my energy and my passion for life and being created. All this stuff that I'm sitting here thinking, really, dude? Really? Freaking landscaping show? Mm-hmm. And it, it was so much bigger. And what I thought, and, what, and the only thing I can really point to is that the energy that I have around what I do. But it's because I'm excited about it. It's because it's dynamic. It's because it's funny. Because I'm having a good time. And that energy is what they would appeal so much to them. And yeah, they have a chance to win something. That's awesome. But you know, a lot of a lot of these other shows have opportunities to win, and, and it's different. So um, I'm aware of that, and I give thanks for it. And all of that feedback that I get from other people really reminds me and reassures me that. I'm doing the right thing. Like, this is the kind of life you want to live. You know, I'm the guy who decided to be a landscaper when I was making $7 an hour with no benefit because I was excited to do it. I followed my dreams and I didn't worry about the money and I kind of trusted that the money would show up and the money came up and just knocked me in the back of my head. And I was like, now what do you want to do now? (laughs) You know, what do you want to do? And that's what I'm, that's what I'm working on right now. You know, I'm growing my brand. I'm, I'm really working to just be smart with, you know, if you get on television and you have an, an opportunity to impact millions of people, and that's what you can do when you're on the box. How do you want to impact them? What message are you giving to them? What's coming across? And of course, you're always going to have a sponsor or a network or some executive that wants you to put across their message, just like mm-hmm. HGTV did. They'll always have their message of what they want you to get across. But you as the artist, as the professional, as the individual, get to have your own message come across. And my message is, you know, do what you love, live an inspired life, figure out how to manipulate life, not in a malicious way, but in a way that totally serves you and other people and put a a more positive spin on this experience called life. But enjoy this. I mean, you know, like I said, you get, what do you get, 80, 90 years? If that? 120. Be dynamic with that 80, 90 years. Be funky fresh with it. Make it exactly what you want. Come up with all that stuff, all that wonderful stuff that comes up into your imagination. Make it happen. 